If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here is your host, Brian Reinbold. And welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned into VoiceAmerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're going to talk about the Great Missouri River Fest. And if you'd like to connect with BraveheartsForKids.org, that is BraveheartsForKids.org, the website, uh, SpotlightHope.org, the flagship service of Brave Hearts for Kids, and you can email me at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org, and be sure to connect with us on social media too, especially LinkedIn. We'll get into the uh, magic of LinkedIn in a little bit. Uh, our guest today is Allison Trainer. She is the uh, executive director of the Great Missouri River Fest, uh, which is uh, the inaugural version is taking place in August this year in uh, on the shores of the Missouri River in Bismarck, North Dakota. Um, welcome, Allison. Well, thank you for having me on. Um, it's good great afternoon, to have you here. Brian. Um, and, I'm uh, so excited it, it, to be on your show. Yeah. If the listeners would like to get in touch with you, uh, they can uh, they can con- they can go to the Great Missouri River Fest website too. And that's, that's uh, right. They can visit greatmissouririverfest.org. Um, just greatmissouririverfest.org, and okay. uh, they can scroll down, and there is uh, some options to get involved. They can uh, fill out a very uh, some short fields, uh, their name, email, and what they're interested in, whether it be mm-hmm. volunteering, uh, getting involved in uh, um, other community planning around Riverfest, or if they just want to attend. Uh, we'll have incentives for, for pre-registering. It is a free event. And uh, it will just be free uh, fun and entertainment for family and children. Uh, but uh, it is also just an opportunity to get involved and get connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that really intrigued me about the concept of Great Missouri River Fest is the idea that uh, you know, myself, my, my friends, my colleagues, my, my spouse, we all have different ideas about what we want to con- contribute to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, pediatric cancer and Brave Hearts for Kids was, is something that I know my spouse was very, very interested in. And mm-hmm. uh, is, his heart really goes to individual families and wants to, to help, um, you know, really individual kids uh, in the community. And at the same time, I'm very interested in large-scale impact, building resiliency by lifting all boats in the community. So these are all things that there's really something for everyone at Riverfest. Mm-hmm. So to get involved, you can really support multiple causes. Or if you're not sure what to get involved in, what is a good cause in your community? It's a great opportunity to learn more. And that's August 15th uh, in the Bismarck, North Dakota, along the banks of the Missouri. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, when you say, uh, you know, the, uh, the idea of rise, rising all boats, uh, that reminds me of something I say often is, uh, doing good anywhere does good everywhere and helping one organization doesn't bother another organization. It makes the world better and that makes it better for the, for everyone. So, uh, I, I like the idea that you, that you have of, of getting involved with something, you know, do something, Absolutely. Be something. Absolutely. 
Yeah, absolutely. We uh, so Great Missouri River Fest is really all about the concept that there is there are enough resources to go around, and uh, as you said, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. We absolutely depend on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, no uh, one agency can do it all, and so it's really about forming a, a seamless network of services and community partners. So uh, there's really. If your heart is in one area, of course, my heart is in upstream suicide prevention, which is all about building resiliency at the community level. We know Mm -hmm. that whether we're talking about pediatric cancer, we're talking about violence prevention, suicide prevention, we're talking about um, wellness, recovery from addiction, whatever it is, the sense of community is something that supports everyone. It supports healing. It also supports um, uh resiliency building, mm-hmm. there's really nothing more powerful than relationships and connection. And so that's what we're really hoping to bring here to Bismarck, North Dakota, and hopefully, uh, and hopefully duplicate the model elsewhere. Well, it, you, know, you mentioned nothing more powerful than relationships and connections, and when when you when you mention that, I'm immediately drawn to the uh, connection I have with uh, J.D. Gershbein, who's been a guest on the show and will be again. Uh, he he came up with the idea when I first connected with him of um, he he, he uh, reached out to me and he said, you know, we we often. Uh, hear that our, we have more social connections than ever before, but that they lack depth. Uh, would you be interested in a phone call? So I had a call with him, and uh, it turned out to be a terrific call, and then we wound up getting together for uh, for, for coffee downtown Chicago, and, and uh, he's been a guest on the show and an important contributor and is going to be involved in some of our summits, our leadership summits, uh, uh, even uh, – uh, involved in setting the one in Kauai up that's uh, going to be taking place next year. And, and anytime I mention Kauai, everybody thinks, uh, okay, I think I could, uh, I, could, I could make way for getting involved in that. But um, his inspiration caused me to reach out to you because you know you uh, have a name that I, I recognize, and in North Dakota, I often call North Dakota a small town with long streets. And I say, I said, trainer. Now that's a name I know. Um, you know, would you collect, uh, like to connect on LinkedIn? And and we did. And then I I wrote to you. Do you remember that? Absolutely, yeah. So it it was um, pretty exciting. I was new uh, to that platform. I had uh, been. Um, selected for a 40 under 40 under public house, uh, which is sort of like a mini scholarship. And so mm-hmm. the cohort that I was a part of uh, connected on, on LinkedIn. And so when, um, when you join the platform, it encourages you to connect with um, different, more individuals. It says this platform will be more useful to you if you, if you connect with more people. And so uh, I saw, I saw Brave Hearts for Kids and I recognize your name as well. I had a, I had an, a teacher that was Ryan Bolden. I was, I was like, I, I feel like I should know this, this gentleman. And then, I, and then you sent me that message, and I thought, absolutely. I would love to connect and uh, was so excited to hear about the Great Missouri River Fest concept. And I think it's really uh, taken off since then as a result of the different relationships and the fact that we have a wonderful group of passionate people that really just support kids across the nation. Um, and uh, from you know, all corners of the United States that are working together on a weekly basis, 
uh, having calls um, from different perspectives and uh, talking about how to make this event a success, but how we can use it as a framework to really support um, more communities and nonprofits to to build uh, more resilient and connected communities for kids. Well, I want to talk with you a little bit more about the the vision for the River Fest, and and I know there's some some tremendous long term vision and some uh, um, amazing ideas that are in play uh, going forward with this. Um, I, I want to go back a little bit to the uh, uh, the, the difference between uh, connecting with someone and being a number in their LinkedIn, uh, and uh, and getting. Uh, you know, making the effort to find out what's your story, because that's the um, that's what we see as the really the uh, next level the, in the evolution of social media. So that's that's what's happening. Is that the story that we have is uh, is more important than the number of of uh, of people that we have uh, connected with. And uh, so I'm I'm still interested in in having people connect with me about the show and and say so, you know to you know write to mission specialist at. Uh, at uh, BraveHeartsRadio.org or connect with me on LinkedIn. We'd, and we, we've been setting up shows um, uh, with, uh, with people that, that I make the connections with going into the future, going into March and April, uh, now you know, being uh, the, the uh, February 17th President's Day uh, day today. Um, it's, it's so exciting to hear those stories and to, to move forward like that. Um, we are... Uh, we are well. We've got about four minutes until our until our break. Um, what are some of the things that you see for the Great Missouri River Fest, um, either for this year, next year, or or long term? Well, I think the the larger vision for Great Missouri River Fest is to have uh, a more connected community with stronger nonprofits and uh, people who want to get engaged getting engaged because they know more about their community. They have more of those connections. So uh, some of the, the pieces that have been brought to the table by Dr. Weinberg and uh, uh, folks in is service member involvement and veteran involvement, really mm-hmm. using Great Missouri River Fest to launch um, you know, folks in the community that are looking for um, a way to get involved, particularly in support of youth, to do so. Also, uh, to bring nonprofits together that are really working towards the same goal and to educate community while they're having fun. There's also, um, you know, a, it's a big musical entertainment piece. We're hoping to have uh, both local very, uh, you know, just beginning uh, musicians, mm-hmm. uh, bands, as well as as uh, some bigger names. We're hoping uh, we're working on, with a team um, at Synapse Entertainment to really mm-hmm. get that started. Uh, that has a wonderful track record. We're also um, planning a Missouri River Boat Cruise and a Parade of Lights, so individuals can really. Uh, that have boats or um, or are, are utilizing a boat for the event can u- string lights of the color of their cause and be mm-hmm. a part of this, uh, w- even if they're not going to be participating in the whole day. We have uh, fun and games planned for the youth, and this is going to be an opportunity for for kids to connect with mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, so more, we're looking at long-term uh, really long-term relationships 
uh, much like your your message to me, launching a long-term relationship um, and a plan uh, for action really to support kids. We're hoping that this will be will serve as a connector for a lot of folks that are eager to get involved and feel like, you know, every Saturday night we go out to eat um, mm-hmm. or we do this or that. We're putting mm-hmm. money towards towards really nothing um, for entertainment, uh, and we'd really like to get involved. That's something I hear a lot uh, from, from fellow coalition members. Um, in the Suicide Prevention Coalition, I hear from, um, and from my friends, is that, you know, we should really be going to, to more benefits, um, and there are a lot of hmm. things going on in the community that I wasn't aware of. Uh, so this last weekend, I went to the Abuse Adult Resource Center, um, so domestic violence and sexual assault uh, response and, and prevention uh, fundraiser, as well as uh, attended um, prior to that, Masks in the Moonlight, which is uh, a Bismarck Cancer Society or center uh, fundraiser. Very fun, engaging events, yeah. and um, every, every event... You make many connections, and uh, what I'm finding is increasingly more so we're we're finding that people um, that are in support of one of these events are also going to be in support of of others, and it's not, um, Mm -hmm. you know, donating to one is not taking away from another. We have more than enough resources. Absolutely. Absolutely. so, sounds like you're you're making uh, you're really making some connections that count. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the connections and uh, and the, the 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 vision and uh, you know it, it reminded me of a quote from a, a show about a month ago on the last holiday uh, Martin Luther King Day when uh, we uh, we ended the show with the quote of uh, Dr. King who said um, the surest way to be happy is to work to create happiness in another person. Um, got a lot of uh, ideas on that. Uh, we're going to take a break now, so we'll be back with uh, Allison Trainer in the Great Missouri River Fest on Bravehearts Radio on the other side of 60 Seconds. Stick with us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
You're part of Brave Hearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned into voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking about the Great Missouri River Fest with Allison Trainer from Bismarck, North Dakota. Connect with us on uh, our sponsor website, that is braveheartsforkids.org, and uh, go to spotlighthope.org. When you're uh, on the website uh, with Bravehearts for Kids, that's the uh, flagship service of the uh, Bravehearts for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity Spotlight. No matter where they are, it's a, uh, a mobile sensitive resource guide, and uh, we get such good feedback on that. You know, it's a, a, I uh, paraphrase Confucius uh, when I say, "No matter where you go, there we are." With uh, Spotlight Hope. Um, uh, and uh, you know, seriously, connect with me on uh, um, admission specialist at uh, braveheartsradio.org and uh, connect on LinkedIn. Our guest today is Allison Trainer. She is the executive director of the Great Missouri River Fest. And uh, website for the um, River Fest, Allison? GreatMissouriRiverFest.org. All right. And how about uh, email for you if uh, listeners would like to get in touch with you directly? That is Allison T, so A-L-I-1-L, A-L-I-S-O-N dot T dot Riverfest at gmail.com. Okay, outstanding. And um, the story of Bravehearts for Kids begins for me back in the summer, September of 2008 at the street fair in Bismarck, North Dakota, you know, where I, I lived most of my life. That's Bismarck, not the street fair in particular. But you know how they have certain kinds of foods at uh, street fairs that you come to expect, you know, burgers and uh, turkey legs and corn on the cob and lefse and and, uh, all those good things. There was a sign over one of the booths and it said, Buffalo Berry Crepes, $3. And I thought, wow, that sounds good. And I, I didn't even know what a Buffalo Berry was. But uh, I found out later that uh, buffalo berry is kind of like a wild blueberry from up there in the high plains of North Dakota and Montana. And high antioxidant qualities, anti-cancer. And I, I leaned in and I said, yeah, let me have one of those. And there was a guy at the back of the booth and he turned around. He said, hey, I recognize that voice. And it was my old friend, Adrian Jacobs. I've known Adrian for, uh, I suppose, a pretty, you know, something like 40 years now. And so we go way back. He used to have computer land in Bismarck. And um, uh, he said they had just started this uh, Brave Hearts for Kids organization a couple of weeks ago. And they were raising money uh, to uh, help families that had children with cancer. And see, Adrian's son, Jeremy, was somebody, Adrian always referred to Jeremy as my son, the rocket scientist. And I thought for the longest time that what he meant by that was that Jeremy was a really good student, probably especially good at math and science. What I didn't realize is that 
Jeremy really is a rocket scientist. He's one of the people that runs NASA down in Houston. Well, Jeremy and his wife, Amy, have a, a daughter, Ava, and she was diagnosed at 13 months with medulloblastoma. It's a brain cancer. It was wrapped around the base of her brain. And the doctor said she has 5 to 20% chance of survival. If she lives, she'll be disabled. She'll be unable to walk or unable to talk, have some other disability because of the danger of treating cancer in that part of the brain. Well, they didn't give up. They kept going and they got help. And Ava was the first child ever treated at the MD Anderson Cancer Center, the big cancer center in Houston, using a proton radiation technology that was developed at Fermilabs in Batavia, Illinois, which is uh, nearby to where we uh, spend a lot of time here in Chicagoland. And she's cured. And uh, uh, so out of gratitude for their daughter's life and health, Jeremy and Amy started Bravehearts for Kids to reach out to other families and help them have a positive outcome when they hear the words, your child has cancer. And so uh, in uh, they, they ran it as a, I, I think of it as a family uh, mom and pop type charity for about six years. You know, they'd uh, have a, have a, a pancake breakfast or a spaghetti dinner or uh, Adrian's uh, band would, uh, it's got a bluegrass band. They would uh, play a gig and they'd raise some money and, and give it to a family that needed help. And then in September of 2014, the Brave Hearts for Kids organization became a 501c3, what we call a public charity. And in uh, January of the following year, 2015, Sherry and I were asked to join the board of directors, and we did. And in 2017, uh, Sherry was elected as the chairperson of the board, the executive director of Brave Hearts for Kids. And she's, uh, you know, she's an IT specialist, and and she wrote the uh, uh, Spotlight Hope software, the app that uh, is our, our flagship service. So I, I tell people that, you know, I have the, 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 the um, amazing opportunity to be involved with, with uh, uh, all of these geniuses. I get the rocket scientists, the brain surgeons, the nuclear physicists at Fermilabs and Sherry. And it's a, it's a, a tremendous opportunity to, to be involved in, and um, uh, with, with a, 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 a people of, of high intellect and high energy and terrific drive and so that's what uh that that's how i got involved with being part of brave hearts for kids and uh we've been in, we've been doing this for uh, for several years now and uh this uh, no last spring uh adrian um the uh, i think of him as the the patriarch or the godfather of the uh uh, of the Brave Hearts for Kids organization, grandfather of Ava, uh, he had the idea of the River Fest, and um, uh, and so he put put a proposal together. Went to the city commission in Bismarck and got approval from the city to have a river festival for five years, starting in August of 2020. So this is uh, going back, uh, you know, just about a year now, uh, and and so this year the inaugural River Fest will take place, and we've had a lot of conversations since then and since uh october last year when when you and i met allison uh you jumped right in to uh, a leadership position in in a way that no one could have imagined um but at one time i remember uh telling telling adrian uh, we don't know who will be leading this but we we know that uh 
that with a with a great idea like this, uh, someone will. Someone will step up, and that that's been you, and, and it's been absolutely wonderful to be able to uh, work with you, get to know you, and uh, participate in this uh, amazing project, the Great Missouri River Fest. So, uh, there, that that that's that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. I mm-hmm. I, I love to tell the story of of uh, Brave Hearts for Kids, and uh, I, I do that uh, I do that frequently, and. Um, why, why don't I just turn it over to you to, to say say something? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I it was so exciting to hear, um, you know, when I first connected with you and and to hear about Brave Hearts for Kids and the and the mission and it it how can it not uh, just strike um, a chord with mm-hmm. with anybody? And then. Uh, oh, Brian, when you invited me to the board meeting and I heard about, you know, how many partners were already at the table from the city um, that are uh, just great leaders. And then I met Sherry, like you said, wow, um, what uh, just just a phenomenal, um, gorgeous, um, intelligent gal. I thought if I could just have... Um, uh, someone like Sherry as a mentor, I would be in, you know, very excited about that. And mm-hmm. so I, um, but uh, one of the pieces that jumped out at me was just that we had an opportunity to impact uh, some of these key risk and protective factors that mm-hmm. really impact uh, pediatric cancer, impact suicide, which, um uh, my nonprofit uh, that I'm uh, a founding member of is uh, the statewide North Dakota Suicide Prevention Coalition, mm-hmm. and we have uh, 200 members. And it is it is just a statewide coalition that uh, it really tries to provide hope to all generations through education, collaboration, and communication, and uh, we uh, and advocacy. And so those um, that really seem to fit within uh, if we really looked at this as an opportunity to connect nonprofits that support kids. And it really, I, I think as we talked about the opportunities to educate community members, the need that I was seeing um, and that uh, our, our, my fellow coalition members were seeing uh, across the community, that people just want, don't know what's happening in the community. They want to get involved. They want to help kids and families. Um, and different people have different um, causes that impact their life, but they don't know what's going on. There's really no good mechanism to learn um, that's both that's enjoyable. Uh, like mm-hmm. this podcast, I think podcasts and and uh, um, platforms like this are probably the best way right now that most people are getting information like this. And yeah. uh, but but what about c- community engagement, real person to person contact, those uh, and to really um, form bonds. So. So that really was exciting to me, and I've had the pleasure of getting to know Adrian, and I've uh, met his daughter, who's 14 or 15 mm-hmm. now, um, healthy. Granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, gorgeous granddaughter. Sorry, yep, mm-hmm. granddaughter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, um, just, uh, just doing well, interested in getting involved as well, and uh, just, uh, just a fantastic athlete and musician, um, just lots of opportunities. So that, that was very exciting that I've been uh, invited into your world, um, into the Brave Hearts for Kids world, 
and that we have an opportunity to collaborate. Uh, another piece that I've, I, you know, I've talked to um, to the the board about and different folks that are involved in this project about is uh, the fact that uh, a sense of isolation, burdensomeness, or feeling like a burden on others. These are some of the pieces that are really, um, really challenges for people that are amid uh, a diagnosis or struggling with uh, whether it be cancer or someone who's suffering with depression and suicide. And so uh, one of the ways that we can really fight these things is, uh, is getting people and getting people um, engaged, uh, as you said, it's mm-hmm. uh, helping others is one of the main pieces that helps um, that helps lift spirits. Even if you can't engage in some of the activities that you like to engage in, if you can just help in a small way uh, and feel like you have that sense of purpose, that sense of community and connectedness, it uh, is, is very helpful for outcomes. Yeah, so much of it is communication. I, we're going to go to a break here shortly, but uh, after the break, I want to talk with you about uh, the um, uh, communication factor and uh, the, the uh, social work factor um, for uh, both cancer and for suicide prevention. Uh, I think I see a connection, and we'll explore that in a little bit more detail when we come back with Allison Trainer, the Great Missouri River Fest on the other side of 60 Seconds here on Bravehearts Radio. Stick with us. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. 
And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking with Allison Trainer about the Great Missouri River Fest. You can connect with us at uh, braveheartsforkids.org. Uh, check out spotlighthope.org. And, uh, you know, I was always uh, going into the third segment, I, I make a mention of the nationaldaycalendar.com. National Day Calendar, one of the great sponsors of uh, Brave Hearts for Kids, pediatric cancer charity. Uh, today, uh, February 17th, of course, is President's Day. And in addition to President's Day, it is Random Acts of Kindness Day. You know, that I'd, I'd like to see that one put on repeater. Uh, and then it's Cabbage Day. Uh, it's kind of interesting because I, I uh, put some uh, pork chops and onions and cabbage in the slow cooker last night. And uh, going to have uh, some some really tender good eating here in a little bit uh, for National Cabbage Day, also on, on President's Day. Uh, connect with us uh, also at the uh, Great Missouri Riverfest.org, right? Great Missouri That's Riverfest. Right. Great org. Missouri yep. Riverfest.org. Yep. You can scroll down and and oh, yeah. uh, there's uh, fields to input your information, just your name, your uh, your contact information, uh, your email, and you can indicate whether you're interested in being a volunteer, um, being a sponsor, or simply just attending for the the free family fun event. Good job, Allison. Never miss an opportunity for a call to action. So uh, <laughs> get get involved with the Great Missouri River Fest, Lord. And you know, it's it's uh, it's one of those things. It's almost guaranteed that you'll have fun, and uh, you'll help others uh, with uh, with your involvement. And you know, as as we know, that's a that's a big key to to uh, happiness and success is uh, service to others. Uh, you know, the Brave Hearts for Kids organization is uh, is very involved with the uh, Association of Pediatric Oncology Social Workers, APOSW. Now, that's, um, that's a, a, a pretty uh, uh, specific niche. Um, but what, uh, we're, we're going to be uh, a sponsor at their national conference this year uh, coming up in April. Um, getting back to National Bravehearts Day, we'll, we'll be at the uh, uh, Pediatric Oncology Social Workers when we have National Bravehearts Day on April 28th. But what we, uh, I, I was looking at the, uh, the APOSW website uh, the other night and reading a little bit about their history. And when they started uh, as uh, social workers in, uh, in the 70s, at that time, uh, most of the children who got cancer died from what uh, the cancer that they got. You know, now uh, instead of eighty percent mortality, there's eighty uh, percent survival rate. Uh, but at that time, also the uh, the families often weren't told. You know, they and I don't know if it was a, a secretive thing or if that people just didn't know what the situation was. Uh, that they they had no protocols. They had no. Uh, they they really didn't have a specialty for that yet. And that would that has developed over the last couple of uh, generations. And it's it's amazing to see how that kind of communication really makes such a such a big difference. Because uh, children, uh, people that had brothers and sisters that uh, died of cancer in the in the seventies and and before, they often never knew what happened to their brother or sister. They 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 were just gone. 
And uh, and so now now there's a lot more information. There's a lot more understanding, and um, that uh, that uh, I, I thought it made a connection with uh, the work that uh, that you do with your suicide prevention coalition. Because man, there's you know there's there's so much. I think there's there's so much misunderstanding about suicide and depression. And uh, you know, it's not just a put on a happy face kind of thing. Uh, it's uh, it, it's uh, it, it's really far more serious than that. And uh, as people learn more, uh, the, the, you're you're getting better and more effective at uh, prevention of suicide. And and that's led you to to your career in social work, right? Right, absolutely, Brian. So, so I've been a social worker for 11 years, and one of the pieces that, as you said, you know, cancer used to be something that was uh, not discussed. You know, um, and uh, adults talked about it with hushed voices. And one of the things that Brene Brown had mentioned, um, if anyone follows her work as a social worker and researcher storyteller, is that she talks about how she, um, uh, uh, when researchers. Um, social work researchers were looking at this, they talked to kids and families, and oftentimes these youth that were um, really uh, dying from cancer would say, I know I'm dying, but no one's talking about it. And it, mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't helpful. Um, and now, of course, we have much better research, we have much better um, medicine, and most youth are, are recovering, they're getting better. They're, they're fighting or beating cancer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but regardless, uh, it, talking about it is essential, real communication, because people, these people know. They know. And the same is with suicide. Um, the same is with a loss or someone who's struggling in the community. Uh, not talking about it only increases that isolation. And so one of the things that, or one of the reasons I really got involved in this is uh, when I first graduated and started doing a direct uh, crisis work. I was very underprepared when it came to suicide. In my program mm-hmm. at the time, um, we we just did not have extensive training. And so, uh, when I first was called uh, in the middle of the night to do assessments, I I did everything wrong. I asked. Um, I found every creative way to ask about suicide, except to ask, mm-hmm. uh, "Are you mm-hmm. thinking about harming yourself?" It sounds like you're having a rough time. That mm-hmm. kind of thing, uh, because. I had misinformation. I thought that using the word directly uh, was was a no-no. And oh, yeah. uh, what what we found out is you need, and, and what has been proven again and again by the research is that people need to hear it. They need to, um, it, not only is it more clear and less confusing to be direct, but it also is validating. Someone sees my pain. They see what I'm going through, and it's safe to talk. So mm-hmm. I, I, I never miss an opportunity to tell people. If you're worried about someone, ask directly or tell someone who's not afraid to ask. It's okay if you're not that person. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, in the Connect training, uh, it, they talk about how uh, suicide is like a hot potato. And oftentimes we're uncomfortable with it, so we either drop it because um, it's too hot to handle or we, we maybe toss it to someone else. And what I suggest is just make sure you don't drop that hot potato. Uh, it, we just want to pass it to someone else, um, or we really need to to respond. And we can always feel prepared to respond if we know that we don't have to fix it. Um, oftentimes, when we're listening and, and sitting with someone in pain, we just need to listen without judgment, show them mm-hmm. that we care, we want to help. 
Um, and when we turn to fix it, we have her fix it hat on, um, which oftentimes social workers are guilty of this as well. Uh, mm-hmm. We um, we jump to the next thing. We're thinking about what is the next thing I'm going to say? What's mm-hmm. the perfect thing okay. that's going to lift their spirits yeah. up? And and there is no such thing. There absolutely is not. So um, it's a good it's a good point. And communication is absolutely uh, key. And these are all these are all. Uh, pieces of, of training, pieces of information that need to get to the general public. Um, it, it really, if we're going to impact suicide in the way that we need to, if we're going to impact, um, th- these are discussions that we all need to be uh, having at some level, or we need to certainly know who, who in our world is comfortable having these conversations. Uh, one thing that's happened uh, in, in the past couple years is the CDC released a report saying that North Dakota's suicide rate had increased more than other states, and we mm-hmm. tend to find that that's the case uh, in the northern Midwestern Rockies area. So North Dakota, Montana, South Dakota, um, those are some of the highest rates. that. And uh, so uh, the, the coalition is, is mobilizing and, um, and uh, working to get the word out about the services they provide. Um, the trainings, the resources, the connections, uh, and that um, that really anyone can join and participate. So Riverfest is just another great example of how they can get, um, can engage with the community, uh, but it also is uh, what, what we believe as a coalition is that uh, is the same as Bravehearts, um, that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And uh, if you really think about upstream prevention or preventing risk from developing in the first place, you know, preventing someone from developing um, or coming to a place of hopelessness and crisis, uh, it, you know, that might look like supporting a family in amid uh, a cancer crisis. It might look like uh, building coping skills in a school. It might look mm-hmm. like supporting... Um, you know, supporting aging individuals that are trying to live in their home but are isolated. So there are, I mean, any number of things. It can look like community engagement with veterans. It can look like, um, it can look like, uh, you know, early childhood uh, development and child care that's very, very uh, tends to um, their developmental needs. All of these pieces, um, all the pieces of Riverfest, in fact, really feed into this mission that we're trying to support a caring, connected community. And that's how, because uh, really community heals. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, relationships heal. Community heals. Um, it, it's sort of a force multiplier. Once you have uh, folks connected to their community, not only do they have access to so many more resources um, and folks that can help them, but they also just have that interaction, their spirit uh, um, uh, soars. They have uh, opportunities to contribute, um, and there's nothing more powerful than that. We see that it, it, it can um, have really positive impacts in, in anything from nutrition to, I mean, there's just so many wonderful um, things that come out of uh, communication and connection at a community level, and that's something that we miss in our day and age because we are so... Um, we are so our own island, our own family. A lot of people turn just to their family for mm-hmm. support and uh, just because there's not enough hours in the day. And Riverfest is another example of a community event that can really 
you know, start shifting the culture of, of this so that folks are interacting face-to-face, not just online. And, of course, there is a place for that. It's very meaningful um, for yeah. some folks. But uh, if, we can, if we can find more ways to encourage and making, uh, make face-to-face connection uh, and civic work, um, volunteerism, engagement, the norm, we will, we will see an effect from that. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know the the analogy of upstream, uh, you know, uh, um, so solutions. It it seems particularly appropriate when you're talking about the River Fest, you know. Uh, and and I I think I get what that means is that that's uh, the, you know getting getting ahead of the game, so to speak, isn't it? Right. Yeah. yeah. So so there's a story, a fable. So in in uh, in North Dakota, uh, at least we we talk about it in terms of. Um, I, uh, a tribal fable, but I, I really don't know what its origins are. Um, so there were three elders walking along the riverbank, mm-hmm. and uh, they saw a baby floating, um, uh, drowning, and one of mm-hmm. them jumped in and saved the baby and, and pulled it to shore and resuscitated the baby. And then here comes another one. The next person jumped in the water and was trying to teach it to swim. And, uh, and like, we need to teach all these babies to swim or these children to swim. Uh-huh. And uh, then they, so they were rescuing, trying to teach these babies to swim. They were trying to do um, all of these efforts. Um, they were trying to get the community involved to, to save these babies. And, uh, but the, the third elder gets up and starts walking upstream. And they're like, where are you going? We have work to do here. And they're like, um, I'm, I'm walking upstream to see where these babies are falling in. Yeah. So great, the, great, you know, yeah, great, is there great a bridge? Story. Different perspective. Yeah. yeah, different perspective. Yeah, or is um, somebody throwing them in? What's going yeah. on? And so um, the thing, community connectedness, um, increasing services, uh, safety net services, whether uh, as well as, as crisis response, prevention, all of these things are ways that, that we can actually... Um, actually go upstream when we're looking at suicide. Of course, uh, if we're looking at, you know, depending on what we're talking about, upstream can mm-hmm. mean something a little bit different. If we're talking yeah. about pediatric cancer, maybe, um, you know, uh, um, the experts would talk about what is going to reduce your likelihood uh, of developing cancer, what's going to increase your prognosis of beating cancer. Uh, but with suicide, we know that increasing a sense of purpose and meaning in life uh, de- decreasing isolation by community connectedness and relationships, and then also doing some of these, um, you know, knowing the warning signs, connecting people to help. Uh, these are the, the main tenets of, of suicide prevention. So, yeah. um, but well, uh, that so you, so you don't you know to uh, to get involved with this, you don't have to be an expert in. Um, in uh, suicide prevention or counseling or, no. or talking talk to someone off the bridge, so to speak. But you 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 do uh, it it does make sense to be aware of where the resources are and what uh, what's available for uh, for people. Now uh, there's a nine one one crisis. You know that's that's the call for emergencies, right? Is there something like right. that for? Suicide prevention. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter what state you live in. One eight hundred. 273-TALK uh, mm-hmm. is the number. But if you just Google um, suicide, uh, Google has actually, as well as most of the search engines, have, have uh, 
actually responsibly taken action so that the lifeline number is the first number that pops up. The nice thing about someone who lives in North Dakota and most of the states is that there is a local crisis center for, for most states uh, that that answer calls, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, that's And that's very exciting. In North Dakota, that agency is First Link, and they are another mm-hmm. uh, suicide prevention coalition member that uh, really do great work. So they have... Um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline organization is uh, a national organization that provides uh, some support to the state agencies, but they also uh, have many requirements for training. So they require that, that these uh, crisis workers are uh, really have the best, most recent training in, in assessment, response, supporting folks by phone, but they also have the means and the technology to connect people to crisis response, uh, you know, a physical response either by um, the uh, 911 ambulance services or depending on in some communities they have something called a mobile crisis response, which mm-hmm. is the gold standard, which would be um, someone like a, a clinician or a social worker, a peer support, someone who's been through it, struggled and gotten better, which is um, kind of like the, the Spotlight Hope, right? Is that mm-hmm. um, survivors connecting with survivors? Um, and uh, yeah, that's in there. As yeah. well as, as, as other medical professionals that might be needed, depending on mm-hmm. the, the situation. So there, uh, there are some really wonderful things happening in some communities, but for rural communities that have a longer response time um, in particular, and uh, and really for anyone who's struggling with thoughts, we want them to use the, the lifeline uh, well before they're at the point where they require a physical response. We want them to call as soon as they're, re- they're struggling um, yeah. emotionally. So that's that um, number is 1-800-273-8255. And I do recommend folks put it in their phone. Um, uh, within yeah. the year, that should be shortened to a three-digit number, but it just uh, in most states that is not that rollover has not happened yet. That, that's so, what I had heard is that exciting. there was a, a one-one number that was uh, in the works for uh, uh, like a suicide prevention hotline number. Yes, there is a three-digit number that will be coming out, and I, uh, I don't want people calling that around, yeah. at least in, in North Dakota. So I don't tend to to uh, put that out there. But uh, um, it's so right now. I, I recommend that folks use mm-hmm. that that one eight hundred number, and uh, and if if you don't have it in your phone, I do recommend that folks put it in their phone one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. You can also find it just by googling. Um, the suicide lifeline number. I know there's efforts also so that Siri mm. and, and folks' phones will recognize language around suicide and, wow. and pull it up. But I don't know yeah. where that's at right now. So yeah. there, well, there are of course, some you know, neat things happening. We, 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 now, we, ha- we have listeners on Bravehearts Radios in all 50 states, uh, 17 wow. countries on six continents, uh, really uh, you know, reaching the world. Um, so, uh, you know, we 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 have these roots in North Dakota, and you know, I, I think yeah. North Dakota small town with long yeah. streets, right? But uh, you know, we we reach these words reach out to the entire world, and and hopefully this uh, will be something that'll be helpful to to people in in various walks of life. We've got about two minutes till close. Um, what what do you have planned for the uh, for the Riverfest at Shelter Seven with the uh, coalition partners? Uh, some fun events so, there. So, yeah, yes. So, uh, so 
games, prizes, fun, uh, some refreshments. We do want folks also visiting the Lions Club shelter to to get um, some infamous uh, or famous turkey legs, uh, burgers, brats, you name it. Uh, but in at Shelter 7, we will have some, some refreshments, um, some light refreshments and games and fun uh, entertainment. Uh, so we'll have... Uh, we'll have some opportunities for youth, leadership opportunities. So in particular, if you're someone who's youth-minded uh, and you work with youth or you, uh, you know, you're an educator or um, in this area or you're just interested, you want to participate, you want to get them involved, this is uh, the perfect opportunity for that. What we want to do is we, we want, um, we're working with, the local uh, high school um, students against destructive decisions mm-hmm. um, and the kids from Sources of Strength, which is an evidence-based upstream, as I talked about, suicide prevention mm-hmm. program that's really all about hope, help, and strength. So what we're doing is engaging youth in also planning and implementing some of the activities, but we also have, uh, we're going to have uh, art, um, the uh, spoken word um, piece, uh, and uh, um, displays of of the local art students um, and uh, lots of leadership opportunities for youngsters. So, uh, but I think yeah. What, yeah, what people will find yeah. is there's a lot of opportunity for fun um, and prizes. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Well, you know, time goes by pretty quickly. I want to thank the audience for joining us this week, our international audience. We have been talking about the Great Missouri River Fest family wellness event here on Bravehearts Radio. And remember to check us out at braveheartsforkids.org. Follow and like us on Facebook. And you can also email me at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Please plan to join us every Monday at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific. Next week, we'll be talking about multiple intelligences and how the more we talk with people, the smaller the world gets. And we will have as our special guest, Grace Bridey. Uh, Remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Until then, be well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time.